Hello, my brothers and sisters, and welcome to Contemplicid, where I hope that you can come to personally know Jesus by using your imagination and the Gospels, just like the saints did. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, you give us the gifts of light and water and air and fire and the beauty of the world. And you have made these gifts so that we can learn about you through water, through the light, through the air. We ask today that it would be your words which are spoken and your words which are heard. Amen. If you think about what the most amazing things that God has made on the earth are, there's lots of individual things like a giant tree, you know, the biggest tree, like so amazing. But I would have to pick light, the light of the sun and water because they're just so important for our lives. If you think about what what would happen if the sun quit shining, I mean, we would we would freeze awful fast. But even if that didn't happen, every tree, every plant, every living creature would would die, and not even all that slowly. Like the plants would die fairly fast, um, and then all the animals would die because there'd be nothing to eat, and we'd be living in darkness, and we'd all die, and the planet. The planet Earth, this beautiful planet, would slowly turn into a ball of ice. <laughs> and that is what happens when we turn away from the light of God and live in the darkness. So I think of light as the love of the Father. And in Scripture, uh, in, in the book of James, it says, Every good and perfect gift comes down to us from the Father of lights in whom there is no shadow or change of alteration. And then water. Just think about what you use water for all the time. I mean, first of all, we use it to drink, right? (laughs) If you try to go a half a day without water, you get thirsty pretty fast. Like, we need a lot of water. And then you use it to clean, right? You use it to take baths, wash clothes, wash the dishes, wash the car. Um... What else do we use it for? Uh, To water plants. If you have a garden, like plants have to have water in order to live. But then if you think about when you take a vacation, oftentimes we're going to somewhere where there's water, where we can swim in it, where we can sit on on the shore for hours and watch the waves and watch the sun come up over the water. Like water is is truly one of the most beautiful things. You can watch water for a long time, whether it be a waterfall or the waves on a lake or the ocean or Lake Superior. And I think of of water kind of as a symbol of the love of Jesus. And Jesus in the gospel today is going to talk about water. And uh, there's two options for gospels today. Um, 
And I'm going to use one that your uh, parish might not use, but it is, uh, <laughs> it's too good for me to pass up. My apologies. So let, let us begin by asking the Holy Spirit to come and to enlighten our hearts. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. So, I want you to close your eyes and imagine you are in the countryside of Galilee with Jesus. And you've been walking with him and his apostles for a while. And you, you aren't by the Sea of Galilee. You're, you're out in the hills. And there's probably kind of rolling, rolling fields you've been walking through. And then maybe there's a woods you walk through. And you've been walking all morning long. And how many are there of you? Maybe all the 12 aren't there, but there's certainly, you know, a, a large amount of uh, Jesus' apostles. So you're kind of walking in this big group of, of 10 to 15 people. And you've been walking all morning, and you are getting thirsty. And you come, you come upon this well. And you sit, you sit down, and this is the well of Jacob. This well that Jacob uh, dug. And you're sitting, you're outside of a town. And so you're also hungry. And so Jesus sends the other apostles into the town. And you can see the town off in the distance. And, and he's tired. So he's just going to sit there and rest. And the gospel says that Jesus was tired from his journey and he sat down there at the well and it was about noon, so middle of the day. And the, the apostles go into the town and you see a lady coming out from the town and she walks past the apostles and it doesn't even look like they say anything to each other. And she's carrying a, a jar, a big jar for water. And she comes up to the well and she she doesn't even hardly look at Jesus. She just she just walks up and she puts her jug down and she's about to get some water, to draw water out of the well. And it's just kind of silent. And all of a sudden Jesus' voice breaks the silence and he says, Give me a drink. And and she kind of she just kind of startles and she looks at him. She says, How can you, a Jew, Ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink. And the reason she asked that is Jews didn't didn't have anything to do with the Samaritans. They were kind of like the lost sheep of Israel, the black sheep. They're like the the uh, the outcast part of the family, who um, they didn't worship in Jerusalem. Uh, they they just had different customs. So the Jews didn't have anything to do with the Samaritans. So. She's shocked that Jesus is asking her to a drink because normally a Jew wouldn't even talk to her. And Jesus answers her and he says, If you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And you look at the, the woman and her face is kind of confused. And she says, Sir, you don't even have a bucket and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? 
Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus says to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I shall give will never thirst. And the water I shall give will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The, the woman is confused, but she believes him. And she says, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. And we actually are, I'm not sure if she believes him or if she's being sarcastic of like, well, give it to me. I don't want to come out to this well anymore. Jesus says to her, go call your husband and come back. In this question, you can see pain come across this woman's face. And she says, very simply, I do not have a husband. And there's sadness in her voice. And Jesus answers her, you are right in saying I do not have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. And Jesus just told her about the history of her life. And so now she knows that he knows things and that he is a prophet. She says to him, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people... You say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. So she, she sees that Jesus is a prophet, that he is close to God. And she must have had this question in her. And I bet you have questions too that you would long to ask a really holy person of like, what, why are things this way? Or is this true? And so she, she has this question that she's wondered if this is true. And so she immediately asked him about whether or not where her people worship on the mountains in Samaria is the right place to worship or whether it's in Jerusalem where the Jews worship. And Jesus says to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we do understand because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And indeed, the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one speaking with you. What, <laughs> what that was the joy that must have been in that woman's heart when she realized the Messiah is in front of her and he has asked her for a drink. And right now the, the disciples walk up and they're amazed that he's talking to this woman because uh, even if she wasn't a Samaritan woman, a lot of times a man wouldn't talk to a woman you know, just by the two of them at a well. And the woman, but the woman, when the apostles come, she leaves her water jar and she rushes off into the town. And she goes to the town and she tells the people, come and see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Christ? 
And when she tells him that, the people are curious. And in their heart, the Holy Spirit is probably working in their hearts and they leave the town and they come out. But meanwhile, the disciples have brought food back to Jesus. And they say, and, but he's not eating it. And they say, Rabbi, eat. But he's, he's just staring off into the fields. And he was hungry before, but he's not eating right now. And he says to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. And the disciples asked themselves, like, what? Did the woman give him something to eat? Like, did somebody come and give him something to eat? But Jesus says to them, my food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say that in four months the harvest will be here? So it must have been early summer or spring, because in four months the harvest would be there. And Jesus says, I tell you, look up and see the fields ripe for harvest. And the disciples probably look at the fields and they're like, no, like the crops are just little things. They aren't ready for the harvest. But Jesus says, the reaper is already receiving payment and gathering crops for eternal life so that the sower and reaper can rejoice together. And what Jesus is talking about is that his heart is full because he knew that woman was converted. He knew that in her heart she believed he was the Messiah and that she was going to leave the man she was with, that she was going to turn away from sin and that she was going to try to live a just life. And that is the harvest that Jesus has come for. And just that one soul has, has filled him up so much that he doesn't, he doesn't even want to eat. He's got food that they do not know of. And indeed, many, the gospel says that many of the Samaritans began to believe in him. And they invited to stay with him there for two days. And they believed in him because of his words. This is just it's such a beautiful story. There's been so much written about this story of the Samaritan woman at the well. And Jesus saying, if you would have asked me, I would have given you living water. The living water is the love of Jesus. And once we get it, we do not thirst anymore because all of these things that we thirst for, whether it's, uh, you know, for you, like, oh, that, you know, the new, that new toy, like my son, like there's some Legos he really wants. <laughs> when he gets them, he's going to be happy. Um, or whether it's the uh, a doll or a bike or this uh, piece of electronics, like, man, if I have that, then I'm going to be happy. And for adults, um, oftentimes, like for me, like it's like, boy, if we if we save up and we get this house in this neighborhood, you know, then we're going to be happy. Or, you know, if I get this one job and they don't make us happy, we are thirsting for the water, the living water. And sometimes we don't realize it. But that's all we need. St. Francis of Assisi, all he needed was the love of Jesus. He could walk around, you know, without anything on in the cold in the woods, nothing to eat, and his heart was full because he had the love of Jesus. And that is what we are doing in Lent. We've been talking a lot about water. Where is the place without water? A place on earth without any water. Water that doesn't hardly come from the sky, water that doesn't come from the earth is a desert. And we are are leaving the waters of 
the world, the goodness of the world, in sacrificing things so that we can be thirsty for the living waters of Jesus. I hope you have a lovely week and that your Lent is going good. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad.